listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking to Seth and Melanie Studley of the Anatomy of Marriage Podcast, all about real and uncut marriage. These guys are the 7-9 glow pairing, and they do a phenomenal job of going deep right into that uncut territory of all the topics that are taboo in marriage to talk about, and you will be so intrigued by the way that they've healed and the depths that they go to to help other couples. So I'm super blessed to have them today because Seth and Melanie not only bring the unique perspective of just that raw and real cut, but they share about something pretty important in marriage that we don't talk about that much, which is the physicality of marriage and how things can get physical um, if we're not doing our work and we're not careful and that you can find redemption even through times like that for a lot of couples. So I think it's an important one for you to listen to too if things have ever gotten physical for you. And I know we're all learning together about how to be more vulnerable and it's a really big joy to see a couple who is willing to do this, to dialogue, to dissect as their show title, Anatomy of Marriage, would suggest. And I love that they're with us today to dissect their Enneagram types. Before they come on, I want to remind you that if you have a pairing and you're learning who you are and your type, you too can go to Enneagram and Marriage and get your glow pairing guide so that you can get tips for how to engage with your particular spouse in the best ways possible. I've put a lot of research into this and I've paired up with a beautiful artist to really get to the heart of the matter. We even have illustrations to go with your type pairing so that that you guys can really see yourselves at your best and what you can offer to the world. Like Seth and Melanie, as they, they learn more about their types together, their marriage becomes more powerful and um, more effective with helping other couples. And I think the more tools we add to our roster that really work, the more we're going to have helpful families to the world and shine brighter in the world, and the more fun we're going to have together as couples. So it, it's a win-win on both sides and I hope you guys take some time to invest in yourselves and in this episode you're really going to be able to like I said even see that the darker sides of marriage have their redemptive moments and that we can grow out of something very difficult together with the tool of the Enneagram so I'm so happy let's listen up together so I'm just going to go right in I was in theater mom mode all week so there's not much to say about anything else except for wow, uh, my son has a lot of seven traits because as we were moving forward on our week and getting into the car each night after big days, he would say to me, what's next, mom? And I was like, oh, wow, this is coming right back at you, Krista. So as soon as we talked that out with our Enneagram language, though, he was so sweet the rest of the week and was able to say, mom, thank you so much. And it was so fun to see my eight-year-old son take a pause and say, thank you so much versus what's next. And I don't want to pick where we go out to eat after the show. And and of course, eight-year-old boys are more like, I'm all about the ice cream and the slush. But anyway, I just loved seeing the growth in my sweet son. And I tend to use the language of you are in your seven space or you are in your three space this weekend. You did an amazing performance. I never said that about the three space because it just didn't come up. We don't use Enneagram all day, every day. But you could say that if your kid was to want to use Enneagram language. And when my son tries to use it to be part of family conversations with the teens, I don't shirk him. I just say, oh my gosh, yes, I could so see that you were in your two mode right then or six mode. And he loves to be security oriented. So the other day when I heard a noise upstairs with the kids, I went up there and I was investigating and he was following behind with his swords. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. You're in your courage six mode. But he and I are so alike that it is fun to have a language where we can say, you know, we certainly don't connect on so many things because of just him being that classic all boy in a lot of ways. The spaces where we do, it's really fun. And one last example of that was at his play this week. It was so cute. I was getting ready to go in. And um, as I had mentioned, I had tested the kids for COVID this week because Florida allergies are so bad right now with the pollen. And it is so beautiful and we're so blessed right now, but the pollen is so bad. So right before his final show, I said, I need to go sit in my car and have a few minutes rest. 
And then I came back in and there was only five minutes till the curtain. And I just, I want to make sure he's okay. And it was so cute because he does go to anxiety with me sometimes. And it's not really about performing for him at all. It's about people. It's about knowing his people are there and that he's safe. And both my daughters were working the backstage, but what was so sweet is I pivoted to turn to go to the backstage for a minute and he was already at the little window, the glass window, and he was banging on it to say to me like, I just want to check like everything's good. And it was such a sweet moment that we were both thinking of each other at the same time. And that is a very unseven thing, even as my tears come into my eyes as I say that, but it's a beautiful thing to have little places we can connect with our family and our hearts can connect even if we're not heart types, right guys? So all that to say, I hope you guys keep finding little nuggets and moments like this with your spouses, your in-laws, your parents, your kids, your grandparents, wherever you're at in life, so that you can keep enjoying the places where you do connect. And like you're going to hear Seth say, Sometimes the best way to really share the Enneagram with our families is to model it with with kindness and not shame them. So that's huge. And to be open and authentic ourselves. So I think that your kids and your spouses are watching. So let's watch out for what we can do. I think today you're going to be growing even to another level of vulnerability. So thank you. And thank you for also excusing our walkthrough. We had, um, they had a video glitch and I had a microphone glitch. So you're going to hear my sound. And if I post this video as well, which I'm thinking of doing now after I've been to PodFest, you'll just, yeah see little glitches. So sorry about my sound if it's not perfect today. I got a new microphone since then. I'm working on that. But you know the routine. We're always growing even as communicators. Okay, let's hear from Seth and Melanie. I am so glad to have you guys here today. Thank you so much for joining us at Enneagram and Marriage. Well, thank you so much. It's it's been really fun. And you know, like sometimes when you're when you feel like you're you're doing what you're supposed supposed to do it just kind of flows out just like yeah this is my jam and that that's how creating the podcast has literally always been for the last four years and and that's pretty cool oh my gosh I'm so inspired I had to research all about this with my five space on doing live stream and just like loving what you guys are doing I've been at podfest this week I don't know if you guys have ever heard of podfest or done podfest but yeah. So I've been learning about live streaming and how much fun it is. I'm excited about this so whole cool. thing. You guys yeah. love it. Awesome. We've never yeah. been, but we follow all that stuff. And I'm yeah. jealous that you got to yes. be a part of that. That's awesome. Aww. We were wanting to go to one of the, I don't know, one of the live events, of right. course, when we could do live events right. uh, yeah. in, in person. I mean, I think it was in Florida somewhere, yeah. maybe yeah, in ago. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked really cool. Yes. They're still doing it. <laughs> You know, Florida, <laughs> but I'm doing, oh, the virtual. Yeah, I'm doing the virtual, even though I'm like two hours away. I'm like, I'm just going to do virtual for now. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah smart cool. move for now. Yes. So anyway, so thankful for you guys to come on. I'm so excited for our guests to hear all about your podcast and your family. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? I already shared some in the intro. Yeah. So my name is Seth. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, grew up in South Carolina, um, moved out to Seattle area when I was like 23 or 24, was in a touring rock band, all that stuff, quit that, went to grad school, got married, had three kids, right. and yeah. <laughs> and I'm a total Seattleite. I grew up out here, out in Washington State, and uh, covered in tattoos. When we met, I had a shaved head. <laughs> I just, I'm totally a seven, like do all the things, shave right. your head, why not? Before Brittany did it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of our story. We've got three kids and we had a really, really hard time in the first couple of years of being married. And that's basically what our podcast was born from was just how do we get through it? Mm-hmm. How do we work through it? And yeah, so that's, that's our journey. Yeah. I love that. And you guys are a seven and a nine on the Enneagram, right? You just said you're yes. a seven. So Seth's the other member, unless it's the skulls in the background. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's a nine. I'm a nine for sure. Yay. Awesome. And so we love to talk obviously on this show about Enneagram and marriage. So yes. I wanted you guys to share a little bit of your marriage story, if you don't mind, and how you guys met. I know you just shared that it was through right around the time of sounds like Seth going to grad school when you had a yes. shape. <laughs> so anyway, more 
list. Yes. Oh, for sure. So we met at Starbucks of all places, of course. Of course, we're in Seattle right. meeting at Starbucks. Yes. And uh, we worked together for about a year just as friends, mm-hmm. like getting to know each other. And it was really chill, right? It was no like pressure. It was super of, of fun. I was dating somebody else. Oh. And so it was, yeah. yeah, like we just were coworkers. We'd be at work at 4.30 in the morning together. So we got to see all the sides of each other yeah. as friends, like, yeah. you know, what it's like when it's super stressful or when somebody doesn't show up for a shift or whatever. So mm-hmm. that was really fun. And then r- like literally the day I broke up with my boyfriend, <laughs> I came in and I was like, oh, I'm so bummed. I want to go do something. So that's like, I'll go do something. <laughs> so literally, so in, right? yeah, we went to, we went out on a, like a kind of a date. We went to Goodwill <laughs> in our little town mm-hmm. and then we went to a park and sat on a tree like log by a lake and literally first date went mm-hmm. should we date like is that what? what we should do should we but if we date should yeah. we we should probably get married if we're not going to get married maybe let's not date so that's how we started yeah was that and then was- <laughs> let's see eight months yeah. later yeah we eight were, months later we were married we were married right yeah. so it was crazy right and then fast forward yeah. so got married fairly quickly. I right. think I was like, I don't know, 25 or so at the time you had just turned like 21 mm-hmm. and, uh, married. It was great. Great. But then it's like, Oh, okay. Stuff starts hap- not stuff starts happening. It's just like, yeah. wait a minute. We aren't really in touch with ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the stuff just begin to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> fights, like you're not making me happy. I'm not making you right. happy. But of course it was like, we needed to figure stuff out for ourselves for first. Sure before we look to our spouse Mm -hmm. and then fast forward we had kids and i had three jobs was in graduate school just bonkersville she was also working yeah let me step back a little bit when i met him he was a drummer in a band so he was in the band emory and they were touring and do on a record label all that stuff i thought i was gonna marry a drummer right (laughs) and then like one day, boop, I quit the band i'm now i'm going to be a counselor and you're like there was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot. So we've had quite a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so again, fast forward, we just had our second kid. Mm-hmm. And I sat Melanie down and con- confessed some things to her. And it was really like, low level stuff. But it mm-hmm. was almost like, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back right. on yeah. top of all the other stress that we we're just dealing with. Mm-hmm. And she was not in a good place to handle it. And yeah. we had fights and fights and fights. One day I came home, she gave me a black eye and that was really scary, of course. And I was like, okay, what just happened? What do we, what, what do we do? What kind of marriage? What is this? Right. Mm -hmm. And Mike Tyson says, you know, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, unfortunately I wasn't in a boxing ring. I was in the backyard of my house. But uh, I mean, we can joke about it. Of course, that's nothing right. to joke about, but we are on the other side of that now. Mm-hmm. So it's something we take very seriously, of course. And then that just started our transition of, okay, everything has to be different. Right. So that began our journey into everything from self-help to therapy, to EMDR, to Enneagram stuff. Right. And right. Which, some was of the, which was hugely insightful for us. Which was hugely insightful, especially the Enneagram. Right. It really helped me to know myself yeah. and my motivation because I feel like I was just in the dark yeah. for, yeah. I don't know, it 30, did, uh, 30 years. You know, It felt like turning lights on. Like, oh, I get myself mm-hmm. now yeah. and I get you yeah. and we're actually not the same. <laughs> like, yeah. Weird. And then so on the backside of that, we were like, okay, let's document this. Let's right. do something with this. Of course, I so I'm again, I'm a, a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I'm like, this is real stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's put it out there. Let's take that leap and be be vulnerable. Let's create resources mm-hmm. we wish we had right. when we were going through all the mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that is the only kind of person or couple I will literally interview. I'm like, I don't want anything fake. I can't. It makes me sick. Um, and that is my, I am a wing six, as I already explained earlier, neurotically to them, but I also have access to my eight wing and my seven spot here. So I'm like, no, that eight wing will not talk to couples who aren't real. Thank you so much because we're all real. And now everybody listening is feeling a little less alone. So thank you guys. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. 
Yeah. And I love how you guys already explained, just as I have a therapy background, you're like therapists are people too. And they're married to people who get annoyed to be married with therapists sometimes. Right. Yeah, (laughs) And we have to do our work sometimes in the moment. So you guys are extra vulnerable because they're awesome show. They do this live stream guys sometimes or recorded. And it's like, you guys get to see them. You get to see their kids interact with them. So I love that you're really present, like more present than most people. Right. Yeah, they, it, we, I appreciate that. I yeah, mean, that was I, our whole goal. That that is, it's really great to hear from someone you know yeah. in in the space, like a colleague like you. And we, I, I don't know, it's something just kind of clicked. And when I mean clicked, I, I really mean okay, let's be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. we've had, we've worked through like real arguments while recording, and right. like okay, this this can be useful. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. And then one of the funnier, well, not funny things. But one of the more cool things that we've done was actually had sex therapy sessions recorded with our sex therapist who has been on the show several right. times. Which and is like, not weird. Okay. It no, it's not. It's weird. not no, weird. Not but it's, I love that. I heard really, you guys show. Yeah, I know how you yeah, are. Yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah. But, it's, I was fascinated. I'm like, they're literally having an argument right now and I'm watching them work it out. And that is so helpful. And I am yeah. so happy you guys are like this seven and nine. Just there's just such an essence about that pairing where it can be done. It's so beautiful. Right. So I'm so happy you're sharing that. Seriously. Oh, thanks. Yeah. The, the, the argument part was really, really, and can be really hard for me still right. because, you know, number nine, conflict avoidant, like, oh, okay, let's keep the peace. So it was like, just, I'm going bonkers inside, right. you know, while we're doing this. I can't, and I'm I like loving this. every minute of it. <laughs> She's so fired up. I was like, yeah, was hard or is hard? Because like I've heard your recent shows, you still banter, but it's fun and it's playful. And it's my girls and I just finished watching The Notebook last week. And that is love. I mean, you have to have some conflict. So, and she's right. very nine in it. I know we're a little reversed here, but she's very nine in it. And he's like, what do you want? Don't do it for somebody else. So I love that, Seth, that you're like, I'm evolving still, even as a therapist. That's so cool. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Melanie's challenging you. So that's good. Endlessly. <laughs> Endlessly. We never quit at sevens. It's my husband bought me the classic mug. What's next? I'm like, oh, that uh, is not me. Yes, it is me. You know, so I'm sure you wrestle with that, right? Totally. Absolutely. And, yeah. it, and But that was, again, one of the coolest things about when we discovered the Enneagram, we did it at a live event. We had um, Justin and Meredith Boggs come right. out mm-hmm. and we did that Enneagram um, session with them. And it was like the most eye-opening thing ever. Cause I had kept myself intentionally uninformed about mm-hmm. it until we did that live event. Cause he was going to read the like the results of the test that we did and all this stuff and talk me through it. So it wasn't like a take a test. Oh yeah, you're a seven. It was like, do all the things, ask all the questions. Um, And that really was so helpful because before like that, what's next vibe made me feel like a crazy person. I was like, I am so hard to keep happy. Like I'm just awful. I'm never, I'd never have gratitude. I'm never thankful. Like that's what the tape that was playing in my head before I understood there's a whole group of people who think and feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the like sleeping at last songs that, um, yes. the Atlas one, seven, that was like, okay, let me cry all day mm-hmm. and listen to this song a thousand times. Right. So yeah, it's, it, it's been super helpful for us in a, and even with our kids, which uh, we should definitely do shows about now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my idea. gosh. Absolutely. That is where mm-hmm. it's at because yeah, you don't type your kids, but they type themselves. They hear you talking right. about it and they're like, I resonate with this, at least in this space in my mm-hmm. life. And now right. you have this beautiful path with your kids. Oh my gosh. So we talk about that a lot on this show because yeah. mm-hmm. it's changed our kids' lives and it's changed the way we've parented. And I'm sure you guys, oh, that's so, awesome. so yeah. I love that. So you guys are parents, you've walked through the journey. Tell me a little bit about when you guys are at your best, what do you feel like your gifts are as the seven and nine? I know we have some seven nines listening. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You wanna you wanna... No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I like hmm. it. I know mine. I thought I just was going to let you go. First. No, you go ahead then. And I'll, um, I'll, I think for me, again, going back to what, how it felt before I understood myself more clearly through the Enneagram was mm-hmm. that I felt constantly unhappy and like this need to do more and also this need to get more from people than they wanted to give me, but I knew was there like that. That sounds kind of weird. But when I, before I understood 
that that's sort of a mindset of the Enneagram seven. I couldn't figure out. I'm like, am I just like this awful badger of a person who's like, no, you can do better. I, I want you to do better. And I would like draw it out of, and I could do it. I could draw the greatness out of people, but yeah. it felt like it was at their expense. And mm-hmm. I'm like, am I just awful? Like, I don't <laughs> understand it. So once I flipped that around and understood more about myself, I'm like, actually, this is a, like an actual superpower when it is paired with empathy and kindness, like it, like the healthy side of me understands what to pair it with Mm -hmm. now, where before I was literally just like a dog trying to dig things up and like recklessly (laughs) sort of going into people's emotions without realizing that it's really hard for some people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now that feels like, uh, the healthy side of me goes, Oh, it needs to be balanced with these other things. Um, and now to that awareness, just the awareness of my strengths and weaknesses or proclivities or whatever gives me a more well-rounded sense of how to be with people. Cause mm-hmm. before it was just all seven, all the way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I couldn't even know to care. What Which other caused the conflicts in our marriage because she was like, yeah, come on, do this. And it right. was pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I felt mm-hmm. like I'd be losing my mind. Like right. then I'd start to internalize stuff like, Oh, well maybe I am lazy or right. whatever, right. but no, I've never been lazy or any of those things, mm-hmm. but right. her, her, Pushing. uh, Ten, yeah. yeah, questioning and tenacity or tenacious mm. behavior. Tenaciousness. I don't know. Tenaciousness yeah. Yeah. would be like, okay, draw this out, draw this out. But I, I'd be like, I don't even know this for myself. I, right, I can't, right. I have to slow things down and really process. Yeah. So, um, which might be a, a side thing, but I feel that I am at my best when I check in with myself, like, because number nines were very, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, it's like, I know a bunch of stuff, but can never Oh, remember no, it or quote it right well. we're all learning yes right, right. Um, you kind of merge you do whatever I want if I, I was gonna uh, say are you well. are you kind of the sexual subtype or are you one of the others because the sexual subtype of the nine merges more more intensely mm. with their partner I don't even think I've heard that I've never heard of that what subtype. Are, uh, where have we been Tell oh us my more. gosh subtypes is where Enneagram marriage work is so uh, it's like of course you I'm, I'm gonna say Suzanne Stabile was on this podcast recently and said Enneagram and marriage work is really involved in stances so let me start there but let me add to her that it's also right. in subtypes so if you are the one-to-one subtype for instance in this case we're saying maybe you are uh, you're really looking to merge with your partner and that creates the sense of peace that you really desire. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what we really want is a balance between our one-to-one or sexual subtype, sometimes also called intimate and the self-preserving subtype. And then also um, we want to balance that with our social subtype. So my husband's mm-hmm. a one social. And so when he has already told me this weekend, he's like, would you like to go out with these people that are people that I wouldn't normally want to go out with. Um, and I'm like, mm, go ahead, honey. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do taxes literally because <laughs> I'm self-preserving and I'm like, I'm just going to do taxes. Like we'll both get our need met here. And then right. about a date night later. And he's like, yes, because we have like both of us, like the one-to-one to a point, but we are pretty extreme with what we like. So he is a hundred percent social. Whereas some people are like, oh, I'm a total balance. And I envy those people, but the goal in Enneagram work is to be a total balance between the three so that you're obviously like trusting God and allowing your spouse, even if you're two social subtypes, you don't want to not see your kids. I had a friend once who said, both of my parents were ministers and in social subtypes, and they're still my best friends, but I moved to another country because they could never stop having people over at their church. Um, You know, it was constant open door. There were no boundaries. Um, They still have a fabulous relationship, but I've talked to my husband about that being social and he's able to hear me and do boundaries with me because of that, Mm -hmm. even though he could literally sleep in a pile, (laughs) you know, so he's like, I love you all. So anyway, so go ahead. Now that I've given you that sense of text, no, yeah. we're not the social type. I don't think. <laughs> well, to, to some, to I some degree sleeping in no pile. Oh no, that's funny. That, <laughs> that makes me uh, think of that movie, the crudes, right, when they the just crude, sleep on like, in a big pile. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> we have kids obviously. Yeah. So that's why, um, but I, I in my best, and it, it was really helpful for me as a number nine to figure out, uh, some, some, I guess, descriptors of, 
you're at your best when you X, Y, Z, you know that you're kind of slipping or sliding or whatever oh, yeah. when this is happening. So I took all the, you know, you're at your best things and picked out the ones that really jumped out to me and wrote them down. And I did some really deep work around it and I wrote them down and I would read it every morning. Seth, you are at your best when you, whatever. And typically it's uh, when I am feeling when I'm out of my head and in my body, when I'm drinking water, when I'm exercising. So doing like physical stuff or I do like cold immersion stuff where it's like, oh my goodness, I have no choice to be feeling. And especially when I'm in like 33 degree water, every, every inch of my body is like, okay, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling something and I'm alive. Okay. So this is really funny. And this is a total side thing, but number nines know that, I know when I'm alive and I know when I'm not alive, right? And I'm alive when I'm doing stuff and engaging. And I, on my run this morning, where there's a really beautiful park across the street, I saw a coyote from like 20 feet away and I started chasing it. And I chased it for half a mile and we were like running fast. And I was like, this is great. I'm chasing a coyote. What is this? He literally came in the house. He goes, this is the best morning ever. <laughs> I know. And so it's like, I, I, was, I was present because yeah. Enneagram 9s, as we know, we, we check out, right? Yeah. And that can be with work, that can be alcohol or drugs or whatever, or just daydreaming. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I would daydream all the time and just checking out. But when I was chasing that coyote, I was coyote, I was fully engaged. So I have to be doing something that I know that I'm fully engaged and I have to be intentional mm-hmm. about that. So there's yeah. really practices that I've, I've really engineered, Seth, when you do this, you are fully engaged mm-hmm. for yourself, for your for your wife, for your kids in that way. And it can also switch like that. Like I can go to, I don't know much about my wings either. I just like figured out I'm a nine. Okay. Let's like stick with that. You know, do the wing work later kind of thing. So I don't know if I go to one or eight sometimes, but yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I was going to ask that. So I'm glad you're telling us you might be a solid nine or you might lean to one of the wings or you have some insight. Like you guys have been married a while and you have insights as well because you've been doing work for a while. So hopefully we're not always super extreme on our subtypes or our wings, but it's nice to know where you lean a little bit. And I do, uh, I hear that she's a seven wing eight and I want you to share this too, of course, Melanie, but um, I would imagine that that part of your Enneagram glow, if you will, is that her eight space rubs off on Seth some so that he does have some eight qualities because when you live with a person for a long time, you learn from them. Um, just when you're first dating in your marriage, people say like, or you're just first dating and they're like, Oh, she's got you whipped. You never used to do that. You know, buying teddy bears, spending nights with her instead of going out to the club. So it's like already we rub off on each other, but I'm sure that eight has like become alive because Melanie's probably like become alive. Is that how you are sometimes? Like you want him to be vibrant? Oh yeah. Yeah. And for sure. It's funny that you mentioned, cause I'm, I'm a super strong eight wing. Like people will think I'm an eight yeah. if they only see like a certain episode I know my core fear is like serious. Right. Like, and that was the weirdest thing for me. It was confusing for a while because I'm like, am I an eight? Am I a seven? Maybe I'm, but then when I go back to like the core fears and like the desire, all of those things, I'm like, Oh no, I'm definitely a seven, just a super strong eight wing. And that was another thing I was going to say. That's when I know that I'm unhealthy Yeah, is when I micromanage Seth or the kids. If I start saying things like, um, why can't you just, Mm. or doesn't anyone see Mm -hmm. that? Like I get really like, um, what's the word? Like the, um, I get really like dictatorial. Yeah. Like I've become like a dictator and I have these like moral, like it's right and wrong. Like how could you this or that? And it's like, what is happening? And that was really helpful for me to know that that's sort of like what, when I'm unhealthy, what I go to, because the second I start to do it, I now have that awareness and I go, Oh, I've got to stop that. Mm. That is actually not what's happening around me. That's what's happening within me. And I need to stop that on purpose. Um, so that's really helpful, but it is also like some of those eight tendencies have made our lives so much better. Like we what have, is, what is the eight? And, like, like think of my dad, <laughs> like, but, he's but, like well, a, I'll ask Krista, what is the eight? Like, uh, I don't know, a two word summary of an eight, two words, confident leader, 
confident leader. I mean, to put it bluntly. And so what I actually on your podcast with my analytical six and five going, I'm like, Oh, I hear that. I like heard your eight wing once, Seth. And I was like, you know what? She likes that. She likes when he Mm. exudes his nine wing eight because she needs that because she's strong and she needs to know it's not the only strong one. And he does that really well. So I like how you banter because I see Seth rise up. Yeah, you just made me is... feel so good in my heart Ooh, right now. Well, no, me like, too. Literally, you just changed my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never heard it said like that, That's and sweet. you're exactly right. Yeah, well, that that is super helpful because now I actually see. So I, uh, I'm in therapy, right? I've done agency work and private practice, but I've been a clinical supervisor and a program development person. Like I go out into communities, see the needs, and then build a mental health program around that, right? So I'm a very strong and confident leader in that. So I see how my nine, eight wing has showed up, a really strong eight wing in that confident leader. Like I can walk into somewhere and people go, oh, Seth's here. He knows what to do kind of thing. I can really easily show up that way at work. I just quit my job two days ago, so I don't have to show up that way anymore, (laughs) which is because that's a big leap of what we're doing here. Right. But then at home, I see how the, the nine mm-hmm. maybe, well, the, the eight wing becomes less, kind right. of gets diminished and I acquiesce or kind of defer right. to her. But the times where when we've been really able to do, I think, great things or I'll be just real, you know, like uh, have like great conversations or even have like really great sex. I think it's when our eight was like, OK, we're leading both right. and like kind of rising up at the same time, right. which is really right. interesting. Um, oh, I love well, and That's I great. think what's what's the challenge in the past, you really illuminate a lot there in saying when his eight wing is stronger that I like that because that's what I've been trying to get Seth, like I just didn't have the words for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need you to be a leader, but he's in his mind, he's like, you're already doing all of that. And, and it almost as a nine, that conflict avoidant, he doesn't mm. want, because it's almost like we're clashing leadership, if that makes sense. But that's actually what I want. I want that. He doesn't necessarily want that. But when he brings that, it I will follow that leadership, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made sense. It does, at all. It does but, because it's very powerful. And when the nine is yeah. fully engaged and has their eight wing going, they can be like that great river that carries everything along with it quite easily. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of nines who are very bored in their day jobs because they can do it with one hand tied behind their back, eyes closed. Um, so it's extreme amount of giftedness that needs a lot of fluidity, which I remember you had Beth McCord on one of your episodes. And as a nine, you've seen what she's done. You guys need right. to be at the top of systems. If you're, especially if you like that eight power, of course, I see a lot of nine wing ones that do things in the quieter fields or prefer more introverted jobs. So, um, and it doesn't mean it can't be vice versa, but I like how you're utilizing it and you're like stepping out now. And that's so attractive to Melanie. And you're saying that really and it's an invitation to others. Even if you don't always have an eight wing listeners, you guys need to remember, try to invigorate your eight part of you because we want to be the best of all nine types, right? Like we want to, maybe we're like, it's not in my type. It's not in my wing. It's not in my access points, but I want to have a tri-type. I want to have a head center, a heart center and a body center that I really try to work on. So you can still work on your eight. And I love that about you guys, but you were telling us earlier when you weren't at your healthiest, um, in your nine and seven space, it showed up. It sounds like seven wing eight classic anger. And we're in the aggressive assertive stance, um, as sevens. And then it showed up with you kind of maybe pulling away and introverting too much. Seth, is that kind of how it was? And just going within. Yeah. Just not really knowing what I wanted, but then acquiescing to many things, not saying anything to keep the peace. And then later thinking, oh my gosh, I've lost myself in this. I don't even know. And then all that anger and frustration that I needed to figure out on my own individual self was just laser beamed to Melanie. Right. And then just checking out like, okay, too much alcohol or just Mm -hmm. not engaging, just watching TV or isolating as well. I love the outdoors and I can easily just go to the woods five days a week, you know, for eight hours and be like, I don't know. That was really challenging too, Mm -hmm. because it was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, part of me, you know, you learn like, 
you're told kind of as a wife, let your husband have his space or do this or whatever. And I'm like, he's literally gone all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and it's under the guise of hunting or I'm hiking or I'm whatever. And I'm like, I don't feel like this is healthy and I don't know what to do about it. But had I known the Enneagram, then that would have been really helpful for me to understand it from a different perspective. Yes. And he's finding safety. He may be the self-preserving subtype like me. And there's this need for, I can handle anything if I have enough time to process it. Um, I have to do my work while I'm alone. Right. Um, can't just go off into nature. There's a lot of even seven, as I'm sure you can relate to a point, Melanie, people who here in Florida, they're surfing, they're golfing, um, they're escaping in some way. So I think that we could both do that as sevens and nines. So I can hear you guys saying, you know, it's cool that Melanie was awake. So you could say, look, I'm, and it's hard for a mom not to be awake with all of our nurturing female instincts. So you're like, I'm awake, come back from the hunt, be here. Um, so what did you guys do? Each of you, maybe one or two things that really helped you to get more present. Seth said he's chasing coyotes. So that's one. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) If you're you're struggling and you're listening, go find a coyote and run after it. (laughs) Gosh, you are like awakening my six too much. Just stop right there. Sorry. <laughs> I think for me, a lot of it was, um, a lot of it was mental stuff, I guess, just really seeing patterns, um, mm-hmm. and reading a lot about the numbers that essentially I was afraid to be, I was afraid to be an eight wing. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a bully or whatever. My dad's an eight. My dad's a very strong eight. And it's like, he can never be wrong. He could literally do the 100% wrong thing and tell you to your face, I did the right thing. And you're like, no, you didn't. So I was, a lot of it was this sort of introspective examining what Seth said that hurt him that I did Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, how can I filter this through a seven and an eight and my heart and blah, 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 and all these things. So a lot of my work has been just thinking about how I present to other, not present as in like a phony, whatever, but how people, uh, how I impact them, how my energy impacts them. Yeah. And that's, uh, does that make sense? I feel like oh, I'm not making sense. But it makes yeah. huge sense. That's your yeah. eight I, of energy that fills in spaces and you're watching, yeah. you're going into your five space, which is, you know, seven in health. We go to introverted mm-hmm. five. And so you're right. spending more time alone thinking you're using your superpower, which is thinking yeah. to do that. So I love that. I'm sure probably Seth, more importantly, did you respond to that when she started to do more of that? Yeah, I did because I saw a different mm-hmm. side of her that just wasn't, it didn't trigger my conflict avoidance. Okay, isolate. I'd just rather do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Her her empathy began to come out. And it's really interesting because I've seen it like even in the last three months, I've oh, seen yeah. Melanie begin to show up in a much more empathetic way, which guess what? Allows me right. to show up and like, okay, this isn't a situation just to avoid or isolate or, uh, you know, be like conflict weird (laughs) about it. So I think when she was showing up differently, it allowed me to show up differently. And the work that I've been doing around that is because I felt that like I have been so others focused always, like we'll go to what your restaurant is or this, or like, sure, that's fine or whatever. Just avoiding that conflict, avoiding that conflict. Mm -hmm. It's not so much how I can show up differently for Melanie or for my kids. It's like I have to show up for myself right. first. Right. And then that it's like in, in coaching, we talk about, OK, we're going to work on stuff that's upriver, right? Like mm-hmm. two days before the big blowout argument kind of thing. So I know that when I show up upriver for myself, guess what? everything else just kind of like it's like that river analogy that you talked about then right like oh then this is a natural okay i'm i'm good Mm -hmm. i'm good i'm solid i'm connected to myself in the ways that i need to do that and then boom everything else is just cake almost not all the time of course but that's that's how Mm -hmm. i have grown i think around the enneagram stuff yeah and i think from my perspective too one of the things that i was doing i was unaware of was like every thought that flew into my head, every emotion, every sadness or joy or whatever, I would just like vomit out onto him and be like, see, this is who I am. Uh." And I was not at all considerate for like, what does he want to hear? What does he not need to hear? What is too much? Right. Um, And that was helpful for me to do, like you said, turning to that five, um, that thoughtful sort of introspective. When I started really changing, I became really quiet for a while which is very unlike me. (laughs) So that was kind of a clue into like, 
something is different. I'm not just talking all the time, if that makes sense. So that was part mm-hmm. of what that journey looked like. Yes. And I, I think that a seven and a nine at their best is that, of course, you know, the basic of this is mm-hmm. nine's going to offer the safe space and the peace. But when the seven doesn't feel that the nine is activated and attuned to what's really happening, they don't feel safe to let go because mm-hmm. as a seven, the number one thing that's important to us is safe versus unsafe. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have Seth over here as a nine with, I'm thinking in terms of right and wrong. And sometimes because that's what body types do sometimes when his body isn't activated, he's even sleeping to that. So what's so cool is that now she's had some permission as Seth does his work to really, in an, in addition, also just really say, oh my gosh, you mean I could rest, I could be at peace. Um, that's really strange for a seven, especially growing up under an eight dad, which many of us did as sevens. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you are that safe space for her, but that it's a strong, safe place. And so I'm really happy you guys are growing. And I still, even knowing this, uh, do it all the time where I'm too verbose with my husband and it's just a mess, but I'm working on it, you know, and he wakes me up every morning because he likes to have breakfast. And so I'm like, if I am up, I am energetic and you are just going to have to listen or I'm going out jogging. But he's like, I'm a traditionalist. I'm a one. I want you right here next to me. I want you to sit at the table. I'm like, are you kidding me sitting? <laughs> you know, so we <laughs> banter, but it's playful. And it's like, I'm right. even up because I love you. Cause often I'm doing sessions at night. So I'm like, I'm even here because I love you cooking oh, you breakfast yeah. in this traditional way. So stop. And then he does it sometimes too. But anyway, I just want to get our audience that sense of like, we're all still working it out, you know, and some days we're, we're intense, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, it's funny uh, when you said that the traditionalist, like it's so at being a systems family therapist, we look at family of origin and all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I think of, okay, well, what part of this is Enneagram? And then what part of it is family of origin culture? I grew up in the South. So I really like it when I'm, I make dinner most nights for people and us all sitting down at the table. It's like that feels, it just feels great to me. Right. And so it's like, okay, is that, is that a like wing, not one wing, or is that just like family of origin? Like you sit at the table kind of thing. And I think it's a a mixture of both because we can't escape any of this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really beautiful when we can paint a wonderful, a uh, picture or create a really nice tapestry of all the best things, family, mm-hmm. culture, family of origin, Enneagram types, um, uh, even personality types. And it's really funny because we had, we had a conversation just recently. I was like, Mel, I, you know, I don't like it when, when the kids like eat their supper and then just like get up and go and are kind of just walking around in the kitchen. And she's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I, I thought that that was okay because they're talking and we're still having that mm. family interaction. I was like, well, it's different when they're sitting at the table. And it, it was just like that happened like a week and a half right, ago. Right. And it was a real conversation we had that made me think of, of what you just said. So right. that's pretty good. Well, it's that you're a right or wrong thinker and you do have a better sense than Melanie or I for that. So you and my husband bring us that gift as part of your Enneagram glow to the family is wow, I'm going to give us stability and structure when these crazy ladies are all thinking they need to save the world <laughs> and that five extra right. minutes of running through the kitchen is really going to do anything. And so it's, <laughs> it's quieting us and helping us to find safety there with you in that traditional space. But I love how you bring in culture and all that too. And that's my husband's story too. There was a lot of chaos. He had to become that one. And so he saw an elderly couple once having breakfast and he's like, that's what I want when I get married. So, mm-hmm. so he brought that to me and it's a gift when I am able to sit down and do that, when I'm able to right. do my work. So I love that you're kind of resonating there and saying, I bring her some, some solidity. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. I like about Enneagram work too, which is sort of not something I would have thought would have happened is that learning about Seth from a different set. Uh, I don't even know how it would be like learning about you in a different way as a subtype that other people can be that way as well mm-hmm. helped me to have more definitely more genuine care and consideration for how to treat him. Mm-hmm. Like, even if he would tell me that makes me feel bad, I'd be like, ah, whatever. That's just you. But I'm like, oh no, this is like a whole subgroup. Like one of my children is like you, I have to figure this out. And so mm-hmm. it really almost felt like it, it handed me a pass to be like, just be nicer, like as a good yeah. thing, just do it. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. So oh. that was a very unexpected side effect that I love. It gave me empathy, like right away for 
him and our kids and mm-hmm. other people. So that was really cool to me. Well, I'm so glad. I love hearing you say that. And you're right with our nines. It's something, a very immediate change. Nine work can be done right away. Cause you're like, I just need to start listening and honoring when you finally tell me something you want that I need right. to hear that. Cause that took a lot for you to be present with me and to believe that I would even listen. So right. absolutely. So- yeah hear that. Is that how it feels? That sometimes, Oh gosh, what the, sometimes the struggle is, okay. I've been thinking about this for six months Mm -hmm. and I finally got up the courage to like face that conflict because that's what we want to avoid. Mm -hmm. And then one of the most damaging things that have happened has happened in our marriage when she, when I've, you know, after, I mean, six months is random, but sometimes it has been like, I have been thinking about this forever and it can, it can come out. Yeah, it can come out as an explosive thing. And mm-hmm. Melanie's like, where is this coming from? Right. Oh my goodness. Or like a real thing. Hey, this has been on my heart. I have to tell you. And it's literally like, okay, I'm just being as vulnerable as, as possible as you can be. So when we have a partner that can go, okay, wait a minute, this is real. Mm-hmm. I better steward this gift mm-hmm. and be super wise right. with it because mm-hmm. there have been times when I've said things like that and Melanie has said, Oh, well that's silly or whatever. I'm like, right. done. Mm-hmm. Like literally there's, there's something that's oh, like, yeah, you're very physical oh, responders. So body type yeah. like done. Like just yeah. done. It's like I can move to Mars and not care right now because what you just said hurt me so bad. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think too, when you said, I've been thinking about something for six months, like I'll think about something for six milliseconds and tell him, <laughs> I don't think about nothing for very long. And I just go boom right to it. So it's, it's very, it took a lot for me to understand like, oh, he, he really processes everything differently. So I need to be gentle and, and responsive and kind. And so in a way, this Enneagram work has changed a lot of our there's, there's just a lot of different. It's a lot different. How about that? We talk to each other differently now. Um, I just thought of a funny analogy. Yeah. Uh, and I think I said this to somebody at some point, it's like, I feel like I'm, you know, when you go into a fancy coffee shop and they have that big glass, I mean, maybe it's just out here in Seattle, but I've seen them in other cities too, Mm -hmm. that big glass thing. Uh, that they make the, make the cold brew in, you know, and it's like drip by drip. Oh. And then it, then it goes through this like spiral thing and then comes out and it's like, okay, that took 18 hours just to make, you know, 12 ounces right. of coffee. That's yeah. what I am. I think sometimes, and you're like, a um, like uh, I'm a giant no, you're, you're, a, you're a Starbucks. Um, I'm a Mick uh, cafe. No, a Viva thing. The powdered thing where it's instant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You just put the powder in and stir it. Right. Right. And that's, that's the difference. That's, I thought that's that, pretty so. accurate. I think yeah. that, is, that is a super good analogy that I'm going to have to remember. I love that. I've only heard of like the volcanoes with like nine, eight and one oh. nine is the volcano. That's like Mount Vesuvius. It's all inside. And then it destroys everything in this path. One of my friends shared that. So I love that he knows how to deactivate. First of all, when you do have a spouse with an eight wing (laughs) that he's not just like, I'm going to be Mount Vesuvius, you know, but that he's like, okay, we're shutting things down. (laughs) The drip is even going to stop for a while someday. But then other days you're like, I'm, I'm on, I'm on. We're making those slurpy kind of fast frappuccinos. (laughs) So I am so happy that you're, you're activating Seth, because I know that's just to her delight. What do we want more than that to see our husbands growing? And like you guys Mm. said, the Enneagram, has been such a gift, even for us family systems thinkers. I think it fits very well for family systems thinkers because it's a great Mm -hmm. system and we have a lot of interplay. So it's really, really cool. And you guys are so awesome at sharing vulnerably. So I want everybody to be able to find you. I actually want to talk with you for hours, but, but I'm like, wait, definitely. Yeah. Let's do, let's actually be on our show. We will do because the way you were talking about these things feels very different. It feels like a, like a really fresh take that I haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. So yes, we'll do more. We will. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you on our show. That'd be rad. Yes. We can go through all the types and yes, stuff. Yes, oh, yes, yes. So much fun. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's hear, I just so want to hear where our audience can find you because you guys have to just soak up what these guys have to teach you. So go ahead and tell us where we can find you. Yeah. Thank you. So you can go to anatomyofmarriage.com or the studleys.com mm-hmm. S T U D L E Y. 
S, the studleys.com. Of course, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Anatomy of Marriage. Where else? Yeah, well, and we currently we have three shows. We started this new thing that we're doing where we have Anatomy of Family, Anatomy of Marriage, and Anatomy of Sex. Um, and so that, but again, everything is at Anatomy of Marriage. So look up that and you'll find it all. But yeah, we are um, rocking and rolling on all things family, sex, and marriage. That's right. And yeah, that's what we're we, all about. We also kicked off a, a high performance marriage coaching mm-hmm. in 2020, and that just blew up. And yeah. we're seeing tons of couples from all over the state, all over the country, right? Just working with them in all kinds of capacities. And it's really cool. It really kind of lights me up because, yeah. you know, I've been a therapist for about 13, I think 13 years or so. But mm-hmm. coaching is a little bit different because mm-hmm. we really get to get in there in a different kind of therapeutic way. You know, it's like coaching. Okay. There's high accountability. There's high drive. Let's do this. And Mm -hmm. couples really respond to that. And we participated in coaching this type of coaching in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it just absolutely changed the game. It's just like opened up a whole new kind of different thing. And it's like, feels like a different plane. So if you have any questions or if your listeners have any questions about high performance marriage coaching, email us at uh, coaching at anatomy marriage.com. Oh my gosh. That is so cool to know you guys, because you cover every base you really do. And including the space where you're like, if they need more personal attention, you've got that. And you have been, like you said, Seth, you're taking this journey and now really here fully present, which for a nine, there's a lot there. And somebody with an eight wing, wow, you guys are showing up big for people. And you don't see this in culture all the time, guys. So this is raw, honest marriage and a couple of the topics they've covered, which I've loved to hear about are walking through pornography issues, walking through, like you said, sex issues and not being afraid to talk about when you're too tired or when you're just feeling frustrated. Um, You guys have, this is this space people have told me has been a safe place for that, but these guys are taking it to a different level and it's because they're both here and they're both fully present. So I just want to thank you so much for that. Well, yeah. Thank Thank you you for all of your work around the Enneagram. I've learned a lot about Enneagram and I'm so excited to have you back on our show because I have a million questions and (laughs) it's about adding value too. And the Enneagram has added so much value to my life individually. And then of course our marriage, and then that, you know, goes over into our kids. So thank you so much for the work that you do and the education and all that stuff. This has been such a fun time for us. So we really, really appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. I'm so glad I'm beaming. So, okay. Well, thank you guys. You are awesome. Keep it up. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. What a joy it was to talk to Seth and Melanie, especially these days when marriage helpers are really in demand because of all the stresses of the last year. And just to know that there are people like them out there doing real marriage work, as I said, blesses me because I just don't have room anymore for the fake stuff. And I know you don't either. And I know no one ever intends to do that. And I've even been accused of it before. It's easy for all of us to step into that safe place of everything is perfect. But when people are actually able to say, no, things aren't always perfect. They aren't always easy. Life is very tough. And I struggle daily. Gosh, I just love that. And I hope you do too, because that's my life. So I always want to hear that from people like, yes, I want to hear the highs and I want to place my Instagram pictures just right so that when my kids look back, they have a great scrapbook. Um, But I also want us to be real. I want us to be able to say, but here, let's fill in the colors of the growth we've done and the hard spots we still have to grow in. And so I'm just so thankful to Seth and Melanie. I hope you will visit them over at Anatomy of Marriage and really enjoy them using these tools to the best of their abilities. And I will so look forward to talking with you soon. And my counselor, Glenda, who just officiated her Enneagram journey, she's been doing trauma work for a long time, and we've known she was a two for a long time, but she and her husband, Chris, really officially dug in. And so I'm so excited to share her trauma episode with you guys soon, and we'll talk about her two five glow. But I also hope you have a great week, whatever you're doing this week. I hope and pray that you are having a really intentionally growing and full of life kind of a week. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.